Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, we know that trusting in the Lord, trusting in God, is the only thing that saves us. Trusting that God the Father sent God the Son to pay for the sins of the world, including ours, that alone is what saves. Giving does not save. Loving does not save. But giving is a matter of trust. There are two women in our scripture lessons that modeled trust through their giving. The first lady was at first afraid to give. She was afraid to trust, but she kind of thought, I'm going to die anyway, so what does it matter? Through the prophet Elijah, she was asked to give everything that she had. She was asked to give the bread that was in her hand. She responded to God's request saying, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. And now I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go and prepare it for myself and my son that we can eat and then just go and die. The woman had no hope. She knew that even what she had would not sustain her or her son. And if she gave away what she had, she would die even quicker. But God said to her through Elijah, Do not fear, and do as you have said. But first, make me a little cake, and bring it to me. And afterward, go and make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of flour shall not be spent, and the jug of oil, it will not grow empty until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. In other words, she was going to have her daily bread. Now the woman could have said, and she may have even thought, yeah, right. I can't give because there is no guarantee that God is going to take care of me. I need this bread to take care of me. But that's not what she said. She trusted God's word and she gave to Elijah and God provided. Do you ever have a hard time trusting that God could take care of you enough to do something as crazy as tithing? Tithing, that's giving 10% of everything that you earn. A tithe is, a tithe is, like, is what's uh, commanded over and over again in the Old Testament. Now again, this tithing would not save you. If you were to tithe, you would be in no better standing with God than you would be if you didn't do it. But giving tests our trust. It says, is God going to take care of me? if I have 10% less. This woman trusted God, even though, even though she was not asked to give 10%, she was asked to give everything. In our gospel, we see another woman. She is very poor. 
She is surrounded by a number of rich people. There were rich preachers around her dressed in long robes and brimming with arrogance. There were rich people from the community surrounding her. And they all gave to the temple, every one of them. In fact, Jesus says they gave large sums of money into the offering box. And then here is this woman. She has nothing. She has two small copper coins left to her name. That was about a day's wage. She has nothing else. And she gave those two coins to God. Why? Now, I would not ask anybody to do this. But it intrigues me that she, and again, I don't think she was compelled to do it. She wanted to do it. And why? She trusted him. She knew that God was going to take care of her, and she wanted to put her trust in him. So she offered to God all that she had. Now these two stories can give, have different outcomes in our lives. We can admire the women and be inspired to give like they gave. I would not recommend it though. Or we can hear these stories and get convicted and upset thinking, is the pastor trying to get me to give? Well, if you think you are giving because you feel like it was what the pastor wanted you to do, then your giving would be for the wrong reason and you should not do it. I would say don't give if you're giving out of guilt. I once went and visited uh, somebody who hadn't been to church in a long time. And they said, oh, sorry, Pastor, I've been meaning to send my tithe in the mail. And I said, look, I would rather have you in church and not giving a dime then, wait, how did I put that? I would rather have you in church than not, and not giving a dime than I would if you were sending money in and not coming. Because if you're not receiving God's word in reality, guess what? You have absolutely nothing to give. You can't give, in order, you can't give to God in order to get something. You can only give in response of thankfulness to what he's given to you. Have you ever thought about the word offering? I thought about the the word offering this week. The word comes up three times in our readings. We see it twice in our gospel lesson. The shortened version of the word comes up once in our reading from the book of Hebrews. In the gospel lesson, we hear the word referring to the box that people put money into, the offering box. This is what we offer to God. But our offering should only be in response to what God offers in the book of Hebrews. That scripture says, So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. God the Father gave the greatest offering of all. He offered his son, 
to bear our sins that we could not bear. He gave us his all. It's almost like the women in both of these stories weren't giving a model for what we should be doing. I highly recommend not giving all that you have to the church. Don't do it. But I do want you to take note of the one who did give all that he had to the church. Jesus Christ laid down his life for the sake of his bride. We hear in Ephesians 5, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church, having laid his life down for her. That's offering himself for her. We only give our offerings in response to his offering. And it's a thank you. One of our offertories, it says, What shall I render to the Lord for all of his benefits towards me? The best thing I can give is to offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving. And then to call on him. And to take the cup of salvation. In other words, the best thing that I can do is eagerly wait his coming. Eagerly receive him. The best thing you can do to thank your grandma for the gift that she's given you is to use it. The very best thing that we can do in response to God is to read, mark, learn, inwardly digest our Bibles, hear preaching, receive the sacrament. That is the best thing. And you know what? Upon receiving this, it's going to make you a little more generous. Think about how generous God is towards you. You're going to want to give to people in need. And you know what? Like your tithes and offerings, you know what they do? may sound silly, but keep the lights on. They give you a place to worship. At our church, they pay for the administrative assistant. They pay, pay for Bryn. Uh, they pay for the lights. They pay for the van. They pay for the Come Hungry Sunday dinners. You know what that tells me? It kind of just says, I appreciate what I'm getting here. Now, as students, you don't make any money, so you can't tithe 10% off of nothing. That's That's negative. Uh, but, uh, but there's a lot of alumni that have come through and appreciated what they've received when they were here. And you know what they do? From time to time, they just send us money. And what they're doing is they're thanking God for what they received when they were there. And they're also saying, I want that to be continued for the students that have come behind. And it's a great thing. It's a good thing. But God doesn't need your money. And if you were to ever give out of guilt, stop. Don't give out of guilt. That woman didn't feel like God was demanding that from her. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't have pointed it out. 
That woman in Elijah's time, I don't know exactly what her motives were, but guilt was not the right motive. I can guarantee that. Jesus died so that our guilt would be removed. Like I said before, as far as I know, God is not asking you to give all that you have to live on. In fact, I can, as a pastor, I can guarantee that he's not. But God is asking you to trust him. In his word, he has asked us to, he has asked us to give a tithe, that's 10%. We can trust him for this or we don't have to. But we can still be saved without it. In fact, most Christians do not give 10%. There's some statistic or whatever that says, according to who, the amount of people that attend, the average tithe is about like 1%. So it's, it's very small. I personally did not tithe at all until I entered church work. I just didn't do it. I didn't think about it. If I had a couple bucks, I gave a couple bucks. I did not do anything strategic as far as giving I didn't think about things like this woman did. I didn't think about things like the Bible said. I just didn't think about it. But when I uh, first became a pastor, the senior pastor told me, he said, look, you're going to tithe. And I said, okay. And I have ever since. And I'm only going to tell this story. Um, I... I, did, I didn't, I never wanted to, but my grandma said, people need to hear this story. So I'm going to tell it to you. So you can thank my grandma or say, grandma. Uh, but I remember one Sunday in particular. One Sunday morning, I only had my tithe money left. And I made $300 a week. So 300 the tithe, it was $30. $30. I only had $30 left. And I was living about 45 miles away from the church that I was working at. And I only had enough gas money to get to church. Now, I was not suffering at all. I had a nice office at the church. So I thought to myself, I'm going to give my tithe, but I'm going to spend the night in my office. That was my plan. And I was getting a check that day anyway, so then I would just spend the night, get my check, go cash it, and go home. And I thought, well, I'm just going, I'm going to give. So I decided that when I would give my money, the tithe, like I said, I would just stay there. But guess what happened? I bring my $30, I put it in the offering plate, and then afterwards, after the church service, I went into my mailbox. And you'll never guess what was in my mailbox. You might. It was $50. There was $50 in my mailbox. And get this. It was in cash. It was not in a check. So I could go and buy my gas and go home. I think I even got a McDonald's burger. (laughs) But the, the point is, I guess the point is, is that God would, God take care of me. And he also, now I didn't, wasn't expecting that. I didn't want that. I had a plan. Like, I, I was going to be okay. 
I wasn't going to be sleeping outside. I, my bills were paid. I wasn't compromising myself hardly at all. Does that, does that make sense? I wasn't, and I'm, I'm not asking anybody to compromise themselves. I wasn't even trusting that God would get me home. I didn't trust that. I didn't say, okay, I'm going to give and God will get me home. I didn't trust that that was going to happen. I knew I could get there and I was planning to spend the night there and I had more money coming the next day. In my giving, I was not looking for a miracle. I trusted that God would provide for me and all of my needs, both physical and spiritual. And he gives me all I need. Now again, one last time. I'm not encouraging you to give all that you have to live on. And I'm not telling you that if you give everything that you have, you will have $50 in your mailbox when you get home. I'm not telling you that. I'm not preaching any miracle here. We, we do not give to get. We give because we've already been given the greatest gift of all. And I tell you these things that happen so that your trust in God, the true gift giver, would increase. The faith in Him. God takes care of everyone. And He gives to those who trust in Him. And, guess what? He gives to those who don't. He sends the rain on the just and the unjust. When we give back, all we are saying is that we recognize that God gave us the things that we have. We are thankful for these things, and thereby our trust is strengthened in Him. But again, I think the very best thing that you guys could ever do to show your thankfulness to God is open your Bibles. Nothing says thank you like reading the gift that's been given to you. I think the best thing you can do is take the cup of salvation. Call on the name of the Lord. It's showing that you desire what He's given And that's the very best thing that you can do. And I think giving will just be something that flows from that. Now may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen. Like the book of Hebrews says, we eagerly await his coming.